0: do nfts have a bad side and the space force is breaking into the metaverse welcome to metaversity your first stop for everything on the new frontier of metaverse and everything blockchain i'm chris with special guest Kristen, and we'll explore and learn this new world together so i thought because i feel like nfts are everywhere we could talk a little bit about what nfts are and some of the misconceptions or reasons people think they're good and reasons people think they're evil especially now that we're starting to see NFTs show up at places like even the Grammys where Binance and one of were present. And even some of the artists like Doja Cat and her have music NFTs coming out. So I thought we could talk about some of the reasons why people think they're bad and maybe talk a little bit about why maybe that's true or not true. And then whether or not we think that NFTs are going to be here to stay. So I think one of the things we sometimes see with NFTs are some of the extremes, like when people sold a JPEG for $69 million last year. And of course, you know, we, we know that's not the norm. I mean, whoever sold that for 69 million is pretty lucky, but past that people aren't normally selling JPEGs for that much. And it could be way for some investors to, to make a lot of money, but there's, a lot of good, at least with NFTs and how people envision these things being used. So maybe to kind of kick it off, I kind of wanted to talk about some of the things I've heard that people say that are bad about NFTs. Uh, like one of the first ones is how bad NFTs are for the environment. And because knowing they're bad for the environment, it's kind of shoddy ethics if you create NFTs or buy them. So uh, that's kind of one of the big ones that I, I've heard a lot.
1: Right. Well, you know, <laughs> it's, it's funny cause it's like, just remember, it reminds me so much of, you know, as we were developing the internet and people didn't understand things and they didn't know where this future was headed and technology was still new. And, um, you know, your first baby steps with any tech tend to have some stuff like this going on kind of on the, mm-hmm. as the decide along with it right like it'll get better as it goes but unfortunately the first iterations are not always the most efficient or whatever
0: well i think uh most nfts right now are probably built on the ethereum blockchain which there's probably somewhat of an argument there that that is kind of bad for the environment but at the same time that's one that they're working on and will probably get much better first of all ethereum's merge is hopefully coming up very soon and when they move from a proof of work to a proof of stake network that should help out things quite a bit.
1: Yeah, or I mean they may <laughs> I feel like was it been like the last 6 years they've been saying that they they're going to do this, they've got it figured out, they got to do this new thing for like 6 years it's been coming. And here we are and it's still not here.
0: Yeah. It's still not here, but there's other there's other blockchains that are starting to do it, so I have to imagine that Ethereum is probably going to get it figured out. Fairly soon, hopefully.
1: Yeah, I mean, but not all, not all crypto is equal, too. Like, so, like, um, or blockchain technology, rather, uh, it's not all the same. Like, you can go check out what is it, Cardano, or you can check out uh, Solana, uh, EOS. Like, they're all just a little different with how they're doing. You don't have to build on Ethereum these days. Like, you have other options. They may still be the Largest, uh, you know, platform that people are building on, like the largest number of DApps mm-hmm. and stuff are going on there, right? Like,
0: right. I, I think Ethereum is probably the favored blockchain for building a lot of lot of stuff at the moment for now. Mm-hmm. But you know, as you see these new blockchains being built, um, I you know, we're starting to see some people build stuff on Dappers and some of the other networks that may not be as good as Ethereum in some people's minds, but also have some of those. Features like faster transactions and things like that that I think are going to be more favorable to your mainstream user versus, uh, well, some of the stuff in Ethereum.
1: Kind of in the if you're thinking about that in terms of NFTs specifically, like I'm not. Maybe it's a lack of understanding, but I feel like it's just it doesn't matter yet, and the the reason why I say that is because in the end, the NFT is not actually like it's just it's simply a token, a certificate of ownership of this thing that's housed somewhere else centralized. Like it's just a pointer saying i own that thing that's over there and until that thing that's over there is actually stored on like a ip was it um ipfs, IPFS yeah. yeah yeah interplanetary file system kind of have to think about it but like well, until in- it's kind of distributed like that the actual storage of the thing is a key component to that actually mattering in the end. Cause you're still having to put your trust over in a centralized storage, you know, well, still existing. And when you see things like top shots or uh, you know, whatever, like I, I did some of the Godzilla coins or, or NFTs, I mean. Well, and part you know, of that's
0: a good point. Maybe we should step back and, and talk about what an NFT is first. So um, I think that's where some of the controversy is, is I think a lot of people think an NFT is, Basically, a token that represents ownership of a JPEG, and I know that sounds really silly, but I
1: yeah, a lot of people think think it's that simple. A lot of
0: people think it's that simple, but uh, you're right. It's a it's a token, and it's a token that proves ownership, but that token could be. That, that ownership, I should say, could be anything. It doesn't have to be a JPEG. It could be a physical no, painting. There was a house it that could, just. Yeah, it could be a house. Did that not that long ago. It, it could literally be anything. So you're not limited to just the JPEG. And I mentioned the Grammys because some of these artists like Doja Cat are releasing music as NFTs where you could probably go on the Spotify, listen to that music as part of your Spotify subscription. But if you wanted to be that Uber fan, you could buy right. that NFT and say, look, I own, you know, Doja Cat song.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, that's the bragging rights, right? Like they, they thoroughly enjoy being able to say, I own that thing. I mean, art, um, art collectors do that now and they may never even have the art on their own wall. Like it may be in a storage it somewhere. Stored somewhere. Yeah. And the only thing they have is a certificate of that ownership. And they can buy and sell and the next person owns and they can sell and that no one has ever actually touched the art. And, you know, a lot of like older art is it's all publicly available anyway. Like to I could print my own copy of, you know, the Mona Lisa or something like that. And just because it's part of I don't know if the mean, I should probably look that up before I say it. But let's say. The Mona Lisa was a part of the public domain, which I'm not 100% sure that it is. But if it is, and a it's lot of art a is, a lot of the art that's been around for a long time is. So I can print that out and frame it and put it in my house. And I get to enjoy it that way. Right. Or put it on the background of my my you know, desktop PC or something. And I can enjoy it all I want, but I don't own that thing.
0: Well, it gives it gives these artists kind of an advantage where... Before, they had to probably put themselves out there where they were blasting it out on something like a Facebook or an Instagram, hoping people would come and buy their art. But at that point, it's all it's all pretty much available out there for somebody to download. But Or they had to hide it all behind a paywall where right. lim- there was access that's limited to it. With NFTs, you kind of get a little bit of the best of both worlds. That person that's never going to buy it but wants to download it, can still download it but they're not taking away from the artist because they were never going to buy that art to begin with. Um, Or if they were wanting to listen to the Doji cat single, they weren't going to purchase that. They were going to go listen to it on Spotify or uh, some resource like that, where now that person that's a kind of a fan, I'm not going to say a fanatic. I'm going to just say a fan can go and actually purchase that artwork or that song or whatever else it is. The, their house or car or whatever through an NFT if they wanted
1: to. Yeah. It's great. Like NFTs are great for artists. Um, you know, I remember back in the day when we used to do like uh, uh Napster and BitTorrent and stuff like that, right? Like we used to seed peer to peer share peer to peer and almost
0: know? the beginnings of yeah, distributed networking.
1: Yeah. It was kind of an earlier version maybe of where we're, where we're at now. And, <laughs> you know we'll joke in another 10 years like about where this was in relation to where we are then but you know you have these first like steps because of a desire to um you know own something but also be able to like be seen and acknowledged and and create as an artist and make money off of that like right now a lot of your options to make money off your art are they're limited. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really hard to break out and have a livable wage um, being an artist.
0: Oh yeah, and I it's mean, damn and that's, near impossible to be and, honest. And with that's you. the part you're not hearing about. You hear about when somebody sells a JPEG, JPEG for sixty nine million dollars, but you're not hearing about when an artist is able to sell something for a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks, and that was a sale that they didn't have before, that they couldn't get. Yeah, couldn't the, get because there they, was no way to promote themselves in a way yeah, that, they they could get that they weren't visible. So they weren't visible. There was no visibility there. Like nobody
1: and, knew they existed. And now, you know, that's kind of the thing about like the hype. Everybody's kind of upset about the hype and like, you're just riding a wave or whatever. And in the end, yeah. Okay, fine. But I wasn't seen for anything before. I mean, there was like that guy early, early on when we started hearing about NFTs in, you know, the news, like, in mainstream news. I remember them like pulling up an interview over zoom with some guy in like Africa and he was making, he was one of the first I remember hearing about. I was
0: making money off of NFTs. Nobody knew he existed until
1: exactly until
0: that. And you know, there is a lot of hype, but you kind of saw the NFT boom last summer. And I'm almost wondering if now we're going to see the real benefit of it because like a lot of stuff, I wonder if NFTs thought of, people buying NFTs thought about it like when cryptos had its big highs and big surges and they're like, this is another way to make some money. And some people definitely did, but I think what you're seeing is with this leveling off, people are seeing the realisticness of it because it, there's not as much activity now, but well, actually I take that back. There's a ton of activity. There's more activity now. There's just less of the craziness. So when you start seeing companies offer, music or artists use NFTs as a way to sell music. uh, That's pretty exciting when you see other companies start to adopt selling things as an NFT. I think that's, that's when you start realizing, yeah, this, this might be here to stay. There's potentially some issues that still need to get worked out with it because it's brand new, right? But it's not going anywhere.
1: Right. I just think about like, you know, when I was Doing photography and I was looking at ways to monetize that beyond the actual like charging of photo shoots, right? And I was looking and talking with people who were actively working with Shutterstock, for example. And they told me they would upload their art and they got a piece of every time somebody purchased the right to use it, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And I was shocked at, I don't know why I was shocked. I mean, corporations do this stuff all the time. They take the biggest chunk. But if you sell a single image on there for 20 bucks, you would make a quarter. Right. A quarter. And that was it. That was it. 25 cents. Like that's ridiculous.
0: Well, it's like some of these people, these artists on like Spotify, I mean, people have to listen to the song I don't have the exact number, so I'm probably going to get this completely wrong, so I apologize you can let me know in the comments the right answer. but they have to they have to somebody has to listen to the song ten thousand times or a million times, and then they get like a hundred bucks. Right. you know it's it's such an astronomical amount of times that song has to be played. Now, I guess the benefit there is you get your music pushed out there, but you're not making much money. Well, it's
1: the visibility. You're paying you're, for that visibility, you're paying but for the you're visibility you're but getting, getting waxed nothing. so hard you can't live on it. Yeah, you so can't like do anything what's with it. the point?
0: But, you know, the NFT allows somebody who is a is a true fan to come and buy Well, and not all... and you make the artist makes the money instead of Spotify or whoever. Not not that I have anything wrong with Spotify. They're just you know, it's a it's a different means of getting yourself out there, but it's not necessarily the one that's most beneficial to the artist.
1: Right, right. It's um. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see how this goes, but of course, it's worth keeping in mind too that you know the the not all NFTs are the same. Like, I may I can build it with different things in mind. So, like, if I as the artist want to get a piece of every transaction, I could get that like I that can be written in that's that's kind of the whole thing about like the smart contracts right like you can decide right what's going to automatically happen so as that piece of art the nft the certificate of ownership of that art moves from hand to hand the artist is paid every time
0: right well, that's that's kind of the interesting part. Is we're still a little bit in the wild west of NFTs, which might be what's scaring some people. Oh,
1: we are firmly in the wild but, west, <laughs> not a little bit but, nothing. We don't have a toe in there, right? <laughs>
0: so, uh, I think NFTs are important for a lot of people, not just artists, for another way for them to make a living and and to be able to to sell something. But that might be. I think people are maybe mistaking some fear of the unknown because it's the wild West with them being bad. I think it's like any new technology, there's some stuff to figure out. Uh, kind of like, you know, you started out with the the internet when it was brand new, had all kinds of problems. It was supposed to be something that basically was to replace faxes and do email, which I think was the fax replacement. And it was slow and it was clunky and it was down periodically and there was all kinds of issues at the time, but it was an advancement and we all got on there. We're like, man, this is cool. Even though it did like nothing. Right. And now look at all the stuff that it does because it was allowed to kind of flourish and, and people were able to innovate and do those things. Well, the the reality
1: is too, like these things do not advance if people don't try to help them move along. Like if you don't try it, you're never going to learn it. You're never going to understand fully like the pitfalls of that thing or how to make it better. And so the next person who comes in, like because we're all kind of working towards the same vision, the same goal, like, you know, decentralization and and trustless, you know, networks and that kind of thing. Like because we're all kind of working towards that, we're all working to make it better.
0: Yep. I, I think sometimes you see these instances of fraud or fraud or where there's mistakes. Like I, I never want to see anybody lose money or yeah. lose their artwork or have anything taken away from them. But I think it's also, it's kind of part of it right now is, you know, you'll see somebody try something new and sometimes they're successful and sometimes they fall flat on their face. And then the next person kind of looks at that and goes, well, I'm not doing that. I want to try something different and it gets better. And over time it'll be there, but the future must obviously be there because, you know, you, you have these artists, but even some of these network television stations and all these game makers and everybody you're talking about. You know, we really need to start talking about these things that we purchase online as an NFT and really kind of taking that that mindset and making it a part of like their future sales program.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, there's I'm kind of surprised sometimes when I see who's getting in the game. Uh, I was just looking at an article. It doesn't really say much, but um, I guess the UK is looking to make an NFT by summer. I mean, what it'll do, what it'll be—I I don't know because they didn't exactly release. Yeah, any, the same thing. Any it wasn't, real information about it?
0: <laughs> they weren't very forthcoming as far as what that NFT would be, but yeah. So. I mean,
1: yeah, but yeah, I and I saw like Snoop Snoop is Snoop Dogg is gonna you know release some music NFTs and you know uh City was it wasn't Citibank doing something or was um, they not NFT? No,
0: Citibank Citi said I probably get this number wrong too that by it by another five years they said it would be like a 13 trillion dollar market not not nfts exclusively just basically crypto crypto and blockchain and all that stuff but anyway i mean i
1: i'm i'm surprised all the time i'm like oh shit like these guys are actually going to get in the game that's cool because that it like everybody deciding to try it is how we make it better and i know that can be scary for people like you know we see that all the time people are afraid of new things and you we may find it exciting but still be afraid of it at the same time but it, until everybody's kind of trying to move the ball forward together it's it's not really going to go like it we've got to try we have to ad- adopt these new ways to see what's good about it and what can be made better
0: well and the nfts provide a value to something you know a- Something that's a fad, you know, comes out and it may be kind of neat or it's kind of cool, but there's not, it doesn't provide anything for anybody. The NFT at least provides another mechanism for somebody to make money and to do something, but at the same time, protect themselves as well. And so that, that also kind of helps it be something that'll be around.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm honestly, I'm looking forward to the point where people kind of piece all of the puzzles together and they... Actually, give us what we know the NFTs meant to be, right? Like more than just a certificate of ownership, like actual ownership of something digital. Like, I mean, you can have it actual ownership of something physical too. That's easily accomplished. Now, what I'm saying is we don't have this other one done yet. Where, let's say, I go and I buy a, go, a domain from GoDaddy, right? I, do I actually own that? No, I don't. Otherwise, I wouldn't have to pay up you have every a, year. Like, re up. You,
0: you have a website that says you own it.
1: Yeah, I. I I have a subscription to them essentially. I I never own the thing. Right. I never actually own it. But the, you can go buy um domains right now that are are actually kind of like you own it. I, you nobody really knows what to do with that yet and the, <laughs> and again like you know if I go and I buy this art and the art is stored over at you know somebody's server like right. and they just up and shut down like i'm just sol like i don't have anything anymore i got a certificate pointing to an address that doesn't exist anymore right that's what's scary now about it like if you're gonna be scared about it be scared about that well like that's the thing
0: i think i think the thing is it's like anything else that's new is i think nfts have a huge value i think they're great i think they're here to stay but it's like anything else you buy i don't know why when it comes to the internet, people get kind of stupid sometimes, you know, do, do your research before you purchase something. Make sure you're purchasing from somebody that's reputable. It's like anything else. And if it's there's an NFT... There's still risks though. There's always risks. But if it's an NFT, that was meant to be built on blockchain. So maybe buy it from somebody that's decentralized instead of centralized. Or buy something that you can actually possess versus well, some the... of the NFT sales. Basically, there's a website that says, oh, you own this thing now. And, you know, yeah. when you can know, only trade really it on there, you can only trade it on their system and in their environment. Um, you can't, you know, hold it yourself. Uh, so, so I mean, those are some of the things you might want to look out for. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of like, you know, there's some recommendations that you use your wallet for transactions, but that's not where you hold your money or your cryptocurrency. You have a wallet where you hold
1: and you have a wallet that's like a hot wallet. And that wallet's the one that you use to, you know.
0: That's exactly it. You don't use your exchange to hold on to your crypto usually. So something else kind of interesting um, I mentioned in kind of the intro is Space Force is kind of getting into some uh, metaverse type stuff. So they got partnered up with a company called Slingshot Aerospace. And they're essentially making a digital twin or a map of all the known orbital objects. I like the term they used, orbital objects. We Most of it's space junk. Um, there might be some... Because
1: we just keep putting more shit up there and going, oh, that'll be well, fine. We'll e- deal Elon with it later.
0: You know, is populated with lots of little internet satellites floating around up there. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting is this is not very different than when we talk about... How um, Snapchat is wanting to build a a map, or wanting to map areas so that you can Uh,
1: simulate
0: things or or put place digital objects in a space.
1: Well, a lot of people try to understand this. They're like, "What is the what?" Like they're getting involved in the metaverse, cool, but what they're actually doing is building a digital twin, so that so that they can yeah, they're building kind of a, a digital map of space.
0: Their map's even crazier because the objects in their map move around.
1: Well, but here's the thing. So you can build a map and the map can be static, but that's not really what the digital twin goal is, right? Like nope. building, building a digital twin means it needs to be up to date. It needs to be exactly where that real life, real physical world thing is. And so, but... To what end? Like, why are people doing that? And the reason, they, there are a few reasons, but one of the biggest ones is exactly why, I, I think you were probably about to say this if you hadn't already, but um, in the end, like they're trying to, over time, get insights and discoveries about what's really happening around the planet. Right. <laughs> In the atmosphere or or just outside, right? Like they're trying to get an idea of what's happening up there so that they can model. Right. They can predict. They can, you know, foresee what's going to happen in this given scenario.
0: Exactly. And, you know, first I'm I'm a little excited that Space Force is actually doing some pretty cool and intelligent stuff. I was kind of worried when the formation of Space Force was done and... I don't want to get too political, but based on the people who created it and how it was rolled out and then what their logo is and everything else and was, it just <laughs> felt very And the timing of the television show on Netflix uh, called Space yeah. Force with the same name. I, it just, it just sounded awful. It sounded like, you know, a couple poor high level military folks just got told they, well, they you kind of
1: envision like shit, new is this job just a waste and, of my tax money? Cause like, you know, yeah. I'm funding this Well, <laughs>
0: and the TV show ruined it because then all I could see was this agency of the government being run by Steve Carell yeah, and the, the shenanigans that would go with that. But but they're actually doing they actually serve a pretty important purpose. And, you know, with a new administration, they weren't, you know, immediately closed down, which means, you know, there's some validity to what they do. But yeah, I mean, with what this twins doing is it's going to allow them to um over time start to predict issues that are coming up. Uh, occasionally they will spot something headed towards the international space station and they tell the astronauts to essentially, you know, go run and hide and you know, they don't have anything really to do other than that. But this will help them predict these things far in advance. And then, if there is a collision, help them predict where all these objects are going to go after they do collide. Yeah, right now they're doing they... it
1: with math, you know, and they're and they're not able to do it I mean, nearly it's still as math, far. But yeah, but they're not like visually doing it. Like they're not able to um, to model it quite the same, you know.
0: Right. Exactly. So this is
1: just a better way to do that. It's the next kind of step, right, to doing that, and you know, it it extends beyond just that application like in the end building this digital twin it you can if you're building it of the entire world like the amount of um help you can get in trying to troubleshoot problems like you know we were we were looking not that long ago at a a house that turned out was built on a like a floodplain well imagine if you had a digital twin you could actually run Kind of simulations based on history,
0: right? And get Somewhere, an actual yep. idea
1: of where the flood act plane actually is, and how you know if you were to to Changes simulate to
0: how the house was put because it's on the flood plane. Yeah, I
1: mean, do some terraforming of your yard, and you you build your house up, and then what does that actually do for that um the flood that you're in, and how does it protect your house, and how does it actually change the distribution of water in that flood plane? Um, you know, it's kind of, that's just one, or it can aid in, you know, evacuation planning or, um, you know, forecasting how physical objects will behave in any scenario. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, this technology, I think, um, whoever slingshot is, uh, you know, there, this technology could be used for lots of other things. Um, when they get it nailed down for, you know, predicting the outcomes of other stuff. But it also, you know, shows whenever we've talked about, you know, outer space and stuff like that, the the stuff that comes from that um, has always been, you know, a boon for innovation in other areas. But it's also too, this is, it's not, it's related to the metaverse in the sense that a lot of these VR environments and AR environments are going to use the same kind of technology in the future where if you have two objects and they collide or two objects interact, it doesn't have to be a collision necessarily. How are they going to behave? Sure. Um, like As you, and stuff, as yeah, you apply prediction. physics to objects and games and that kind of stuff, how is that going to, you know, work inside the game? Well, you and, know, kind pr- of pr- an interesting
1: those. thing about this. Um, a few, I don't know, maybe it's been two years or something like that. I had read an article that they were using satellites in space with lidar to um, try to map the rainforest, right? And kind of the the interesting reason why I bring that up is um, the interesting thing about being able to li- like use lidar to map that. I mean, the rainforest is vast and it's so thick and hard to navigate. Like we can't we can't find things very easily in there. And there's a lot of history to be gleaned through those lidar. Um, scans. So, um, you know, it's not just about like forward thinking, future thinking. It's also about being able to look at our our world and gleam new history. Yep. You know, more effectively (laughs) that can actually like, I mean, that that can touch like our everyday lives now, like understanding what's happening in the rainforests uh, how deforestation is, you know, affecting oxygen levels around the globe, or whatever. Like
0: lots of things we can use to predict it.
1: Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Or just you know, seeing Mayan ruins for the first time that have been buried in the uh, rainforest, hidden behind the canopy. You know, it's the the future isn't the only thing that we get from this. We actually get a glimpse into our past. You know, is it as humans. Right. (laughs) Right. Yep. Exactly. Because, because of technology just like this.
0: So, yeah, um, absolutely. So I'm, I'm excited to see kind of where all this goes and how we might, might see it used in, um, possibly the metaverse in the future and that sort of thing. So, um, I think with that, that's our show for today. Um, thank you for joining us. I want to say, please check out the socials below. Let us know in the comments if we got anything wrong, and we'll be happy to address them. Thanks again, and please listen to the next one.